Hey, Nothing is Wasted family. Are you currently walking through a specific valley and looking for resources to help you in your pain? I think we can all attest to the fact that there is tremendous comfort in hearing from those who have walked a similar path and have found hope and healing on the other side. That's why we've created collections of resources called Curated Pathways to help you navigate your specific pain points. With curated pathways on topics like grief, child loss, sexual betrayal, childhood trauma, widowhood, and more, we've compiled the very best resources from Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. Our curated pathways will give you access to everything we've created from past podcast episodes to bonus content, masterclasses, live coaching, and everything in between. When you're facing a crisis, loss, or trauma, you don't have the time or the energy or the emotional bandwidth to search for what could help you. That's why we've created Curated Pathways. Now, you can get a taste of what our Curated Pathways have to offer by going to nothingiswasted.com slash pathways. But if you're ready to go to the next level on your healing journey, you can access the full library of our resources, including the entire Curated Pathway you're looking for by becoming a Community Plus member. For just $20 a month or $200 a year, you'll have access to the complete collection of Nothing is Wasted Curated Pathways, as well as our entire library of masterclasses, bonus episodes, live coaching, live events, replays, and more. As a Community Plus member, you'll be able to access a new curated pathway each month as our collection grows. Our team has been working very hard on this to catalog, index, organize, and distribute our library of content in a way that will be most helpful to you or to friends and family that you know who are going through a tough time. We know what it's like to face pain, and we want to equip you with the tools you need to find hope and healing as you move from pain to purpose. Join Community Plus today at nothingiswasted.com slash community plus, or get a taste of our curated pathways by going to nothingiswasted.com slash pathways. You can find both of those links in the show notes of this episode. We want to help you partner with God to take back your story, and we're committed to giving you resources in an easy way for you to access those so that you can do just that. Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, where we believe that no matter what you've gone through in life, God is inviting you to partner with Him to take back your story. On this podcast, we have inspiring conversations with people who are doing just that. And now, your hosts... Davy Blackburn and Aubrey Sampson. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. My name is Aubrey Sampson. I am one of your hosts, and I am so thrilled that you are with us. We have an incredible episode today. This is our gift to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We want to honor you, our faithful listeners, and our new listeners by providing you with a kind of a special release. And here's what we're doing Uh, we know. Oh, this time of year is so painful. And I'm saying that with a smile on your my face, but it's because it's like hiding the pain. I you know, I'll just be be really real with you listeners about a couple of things. One, December 21st is the 1-year anniversary of my very best friend in the world Jen dying from breast cancer. And so the holidays this year I am telling you, I love Christmas. I love, I'm a Christmas girl. Like I love decorating the tree early. I'm the annoying one who's turned on the Christmas music at Halloween time. And it has been so painful this year. Like I have, I've done it, but it's been sort of numb. Like I feel like I'm watching myself do it. I know so many of you who are carrying trauma right now, or or you're in a, a major life transition, or you're just walking through your own pain, tragedy, grief. Like you get that. This time of year brings up hard stuff because you just miss your person. You miss your people so desperately. Like the holidays bring that to the forefront of your emotions and your mind so acutely. And then I think the other thing is this. This is the other thing I'll be really honest about. Family stuff is hard. Like there are some extended family members in my life, maybe in your life as well, where you feel estranged or there's been some type of shift relationally or some type of bitterness has crept in. And so it makes the holidays so tricky. Like maybe you don't want to go spend the whole day or the whole week with somebody. And, you know, I know the Lord has 
has a lot of healing work to do in families and in relationships, but that's another layer of the holidays that can bring a lot of pain and a lot of sadness, a lot of anger. We're very aware of that here at Nothing Is Wasted. And so here's what's really fun about today's episode. Again, this is our gift to you, but something that we do every month on our Community Plus platform, you can find out more at our website, nothingiswasted.com. What we offer at Community Plus, if you're a part of that, are monthly masterclasses. And these are from experts that we love at Nothing Is Wasted. We've got, I'm just going to read you some of our examples. Teresa Glantz, we love her. She has done a masterclass called No Longer a Prisoner to Pass Pain understanding trauma's impact on you. I've done a masterclass on telling your unique story. We've got masterclasses um, on experiencing wholeness and healing after sexual betrayal. We've got masterclasses on life after. Like There's a clear purpose out of your pain, but what is it? Anyway, these are incredible gifts to you. And so here's what we've done. Amy Sylvester, she is our very own community director here at Nothing Is Wasted. She has a masterclass called Hope for the Holidays, Navigating the Season When It Hurts. It's so timely. And uh, normally what we would have you do is be a part of the Community Plus platform in order to access it, but we want to give this to free as a gift. And so um, you are going to love Amy's wisdom. Amy has been through heartache, but she has borne it so beautifully. She has so stayed so faithful to Jesus in the middle of really, really hard things. And so she's going to give you some practical wisdom on how to walk through the holiday season. And our prayer is that this special episode will give you some really like anchored hope that you need during this time of year. And also that it would inspire you to go to our website, nothingiswasted.com. Find out more about our Community Plus platform. We'd love to get you that community. Also want to invite you to one more thing while you're at nothingiswasted.com. Davey has a live call once a month. It's a Zoom call where he walks through five steps to taking back your story. And you can go there by going again to our website, nothingiswasted.com slash start here. All right. I'm going to say a few things at the end of Amy's class, but as our gift to you, like I said, let's go ahead and listen to Hope for the Holidays, Navigating the Season When It Hurts with Amy Sylvester. I am so grateful for Amy Sylvester. She has been a gift in my life for multiple years now. Uh, She has shown me what it looks like to walk through grief and walk through loss, um, clinging to God, even in the angry moments, even in the moments of um, deep hurt and confusion. I've watched her walk with Jesus. And um, she has um, lived in Chicago. That's where I got to meet her. Prior to that, she was in New York. Um, and she is a North Carolina native. And she's back in North Carolina now. Um, she's an amazing husband, Corey, and four uh, amazing kiddos. And uh, I am so grateful to be able to uh, introduce my friend Amy to you tonight. Uh, so, if um, without further ado, Here's my girlfriend, Amy. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. Um, it's uh, I'm just so honored to be able to be here. And I love that I get to do this with Kelly because we are great friends and teammates. And um, so Nothing As We Said team is a phenomenal team. Um, so it's such an honor to be on the team, uh, helping with run some of the community and some of the administrative things. And then also um, coaching some of you all as well. Um, so I'm going to just start with saying that, um, Kelly said a little bit of this, but I'm just so glad you're here because I realize, you know, we realize that, um, sitting in this space, um, takes energy, it takes bravery. Um, and I just wanted to acknowledge like that you're investing in yourself, you're investing and you're taking steps towards your intentional healing. And I realize that it is, um, hard to, sit down and do this. And so I just wanted to say thank you and that I'm so proud of you for being in this space tonight. So let me just shift my computer quickly so I can see my notes a little bit better. Um, I want to say too, like I realize that you're here because you're, you've experienced some kind of trauma or loss or pain that has changed your life forever. Some kind of um, irreversible 
thing that you've gone through and it's changed the landscape of your life. And so we don't take that lightly at Nothing Is Wasted. We've been talking a lot as a Nothing Is Wasted team about what makes us unique. And one of the things I can tell you is that every staff member has walked through that kind of irreversible transition, trauma, tragedy. And so we um, come with very empathetic hearts with whatever your story is tonight. And so we hold that very tenderly. I just wanted to make sure you know that we care about you and that we recognize um, your presence and what that means and that you're here because of um, your story and your story is so important. So I wanted to also just mention that we're all coming in with different pain points. And so my story specifically is as a mom of child loss, but yours may be divorce or maybe it's um profound like financial loss. It's, you know, um, you've lost another type of person in your life that you've loved so much. And so we, you know, you've, there's so many, and you, if you've been around nothing as we said for very long, you know, we try to highlight stories of all different kinds of pain. And so again, I'm sitting in the seat of child loss, but I believe that even though that's the case that the different points I make tonight, I believe will be translatable and helpful, whatever your story But if I use the word grief, I mean pain or trauma or transition. It's just the lens in which I see the holidays through because that's been my personal story. But I do believe that some of these things that have helped me will help you, even if our stories don't necessarily align. Um, But whatever you've walked through, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you're having to navigate that um, right here leading up to the holidays. Um, I read a quote the other day that said, 10 seconds or 10 years, the heart can't tell time. So that's the other thing is we might be coming in with a different pain point, but our timelines might be different. We lost our boy in 2016. Your story maybe happened this year, maybe months ago, maybe 20 years ago. We don't know, but our heart can't tell time. And um, there's something about the holidays that kind of unwrap some of that pain, regardless of the timeline. And so that's another reason we wanted to do this class with and for you because we realize that that's the case. So just recognizing we have different pain points and different stories, but we also have different timelines. But I think all of us here will have something that we can glean together from our time together. All right. So I want us to, there's a few things I want for you. Um, and that is that I pray that you feel seen, that you get connected through our community. You've joined, you're here, stay Post on our um, main discussion feed, introduce yourself, find a friend who does have your story. We have them on our platform and we have groups for you on the left-hand side. So that's like, I want you to be seen by the things we talk about tonight. I want you to get connected. And then I want you to walk away with a practical application. So those are kind of in my mind of what we're going for. Um, Kelly mentioned, um, obviously I'm Amy, <laughs> Amy Sylvester. My husband's name is Corey and he is a helicopter pilot and God has given us four kiddos, two biological and two through adoption. So I love to talk about adoption. That's not what we're talking about tonight, but I do love to talk about that. And the one story I'm going to mo- mostly focus on, I love all my kiddos, but <laughs> is our boy Hudson. And he, um, was born with heart disease. And he fought a courageous fight and had two open heart surgeries and other surgeries and other interventions. And um, he went to be with the Lord in 2016. And we miss him very much. And we recognize where he fits in our family and all the little places on the swing set or in the bathtub or at the dinner table or in our car. We always notice our little, we call it our huddy hole. You know, it's where he would fit in our family. And um, I've had a couple holiday seasons to glean from other moms of loss and other people navigating pain, profound pain, um, to, I just want to pass on some of the things that have helped me not stay stuck and not fall over and fall into landmines that kind of come up during the holidays. So that's a little bit about me. And I want us to do two things before we dive into content. And it might feel a little silly because we're not together in the same room, but I have one of my 
best, she's my best friend, my lifelong friend since childhood. She's a therapist and she helped at a retreat that I helped lead for Moms of Child Loss. And she taught us this skill. And I hope it's something you can take with you. And it's just breathing and then um, you can press into the floor. So I just, we're going to do it together. Um, and we're going to pick your feet and just press right into the floor. And we're going to breathe three times. Okay. So let's do it together. And this is to help us like tune out the world and be all here. So the phone, the to-do list, the heavy load of pain and grief, the kids, the family, all the stuff that's pulling at us. Let's be all here together. Okay. So let's breathe three times. Ready? And push in the floor at the same time. Ready? Let's breathe one. Push into the floor. Two. Three. And it's just a grounding exercise that my therapist, best friend, taught me that that pushing into the floor reminds you that you're safe that you know where you are, you're in control of that moment. The breathing just relaxes you and it helps you be all here. And you may need to do that throughout the evening to try to tune out all the noise and even the internal noise, the internal anxieties that can well up. Um, I have to practice that once in a while myself. So that's one thing. The next grounding thing I want us to do is to talk about Jesus. And that is so important. He is so important. Um, Another thing that might differentiate us as a group is that you may be here as a Christian. You've been walking with God for many years, and that's how you define yourself. Or you may come in and you're a skeptic. You're in pain, but you're not sure about this God or Jesus thing. Or you may be so angry at him or all along the spectrum. And that is okay. The content tonight is going to be helpful wherever you land on that. But I wanted to start with the Lord because He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is, I will say it multiple times tonight, worthy of our praise. And that's where I want us to start is to remember who He is. When we remember who He is, it tells us who we are. So I wanted us to remember and ground ourselves on that truth before we start with some of the practicals of navigating pain. I had the verse from Psalm 145.1, He is worthy of our praise. And so we're going to talk about that. He is worthy of our praise even when we're hurting and even during pain and grief. Hi, friend. I don't know what brought you to Nothing Is Wasted Ministries, but... If I had to guess, it was probably your own pain story. In fact, maybe you recently found us in the work that we do because you're going through some kind of trauma, tragedy, or major life transition. Uh, Maybe you've recently gotten a phone call with the unexpected diagnosis, or you've lost a loved one, or found out about your spouse's sexual betrayal. Maybe your grief is extremely fresh, and right now you're wondering, what what do I even do? How do I move forward? What, What am I supposed to do right now? Listen, I've been there. And we know how the early days after loss or receiving the diagnosis or getting that unexpected news or learning about a betrayal or whatever it is you're facing, we know that life in those moments can be extremely disorienting and, and difficult. It's hard to think about anything but how to survive from minute to minute in this, uh, you know, I almost hate this term, but in this new normal. We want to help you as you enter into life that especially when it takes this different direction than what you've ever imagined. Now, we have a course called Pain to Purpose course, and we know that it's so helpful for those who have had a, a handful of months to already process their pain, but we knew we needed something for those who have just found themselves in the middle of it, like their lives have just flipped upside down. And, and so we've created this new four-session mini course called When Everything Changes, Navigating the Early Days of Loss, Trauma, and Tragedy. Now, in this course, you'll hear from me as well as our Nothing Is Wasted podcast co-host, Aubrey Sampson, and our community director, Amy Sylvester. And we're going to be talking about practical ways to support yourself during this season. We'll talk about how to lament and, and what you need in order to take the first steps forward after your life is forever changed. Now, the sessions are intentionally concise because when you're processing trauma or grief, it can be very difficult to engage with a whole lot of information. But within these sessions, you'll get the encouragement 
to know you're not alone in, in what you're feeling, as well as some practical next steps on what to do in the aftermath of your pain. This isn't some theoretical idea on how to deal with what you're going through. It's real tried and true wisdom from others who have been where you are and have gone through cataclysmic shifts in their lives. I wish I would have had this kind of practical wisdom in the beginning of my own pain to purpose journey, but I'm so excited that we get to share this resource with you. It's the exact resources that I needed. And so in order to access this, you can go to nothingiswasted.com slash everything changes. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash everything changes. And you can purchase this course or better yet, you can join community plus at nothingiswasted.com slash community plus. And you can access this in addition to all of our other resources behind our content library immediately. Look, I'm so sorry for the pain that you're walking through. And I want to encourage you that you can walk through this with hope and life. It can have hope again, even when everything changes. Here's some of our practicals. The holidays are coming for us. If you've been out at all doing anything, the songs are on in the stores. The lights are up. The gifts are everywhere. To all the everything, I you know just went to this Target yesterday. It's here. It's coming for us. And even if we've sworn off everything that has to do with a holiday, even if you climb into your bed and pull the covers over your head, as soon as you turn on Netflix, you're gonna be inundated with holiday movies. It can't um, be avoided in that sense because it's everywhere. The idea of the sounds, the smells, the, the decorations, everything is going to hit your senses to some capacity this holiday season. And so it's fantastic that we're together talking about how to navigate that because we can't really fully avoid the holidays. And maybe you don't want to avoid them, but there have been moments of my life that I've like, I just want to skip to January 10th. Let me know when we're there. And I, would love to know if you've felt that way because I've had seasons where I'm like, I just want to fast forward and not face these hard days. Um, but we, I'm so proud of you for being here so we can get prepared for that. Okay, let's jump in. We're going to talk first, I'm going to talk about permission. And that permission is, we're going to talk about two different kinds of um, what we're going to give ourselves permission to do. And on this side, we're going to talk about permission to grieve. That's where we're going to start. And some of us um, really need to do that. Like literally like a permission slip to say, you are allowed to feel these feelings. You are allowed to feel messy, ugly, hard emotions, tears, screaming. The best gift I ever got after losing my son was my friend who also lost a child. And she got me ugly old plates from Goodwill to throw against a brick wall. You know, let it all out. You know, you are allowed to grieve. You are allowed to feel the overwhelm and the disappointment and the sadness and the brokenness. You are allowed to feel those and they can be messy. You want to move towards healthy expression, but you are allowed to grieve. Give yourself that permission. Those feelings are heightened this time of year. There's more, there's more pressure. More, pre- more pressure to show up at places, more pressure to host or do certain things because it's the tradition. There's more pressure and there's more expectations from everybody in your life during the holiday season. And um, it causes all of those emotions to become what I call kind of a pressure cooker. I'm not um, sure um, if you've ever had that experience It's less for me now because I've learned to navigate it. If I can say what I'm feeling, write it out, or even cry it out, sometimes with someone, sometimes alone, when that pressure cooker feeling comes, it will diminish. But I have been sitting in a room before and um, it was about my turn to share. And that pressure cooker feeling came where the tears are just right here. The overwhelm is there. The anxiety, my heart's beating fast. But giving myself permission to grieve along the way, when the tears come, let them flow. When the overwhelm comes, express it. And again, 
For me, I'm a verbal person. I also write a lot. That is part of the way I express it. For you, it might be very different. It might just be sitting in your car in silence, but giving yourself that space. You figure out what it means to give yourself that permission and then let it out. It might be in therapy. It might be with a pastor. It might be with a spouse or a friend. But letting it all out is so important. And I am not talking one time. (laughs) I wish it would be this like magic pill. It's like, okay, on this day, we're all going to do our grieving. We're all going to do, let all of our trauma and pain out and we're all finished. Um, Here I am years later and I'm still talking about it and still doing it actively. I actively have to let out my pain and my grief. Give yourself permission to let it out, scream it out, write it out, release those emotions in a healthy and needed way. You're not, you are not required to have tidy emotions. In Matthew, it talks, Jesus tells us to come all who are weary, come who are heavy laden. He invites us to express ourselves. And Jesus set the example. We have multiple times where we see that Jesus, was, his heart was broken. He was hurting and he let it out. Jesus himself was he's fully God and fully man, right? The only person, the only being that is this, fully God and fully man. And he let himself hurt and grieve and have the tears. And he knew the whole story, not just a lifetime story. He knew the whole eternal story. And he still gave himself permission to feel all of those feelings, including anger, in tears and overwhelms, overwhelming feelings. Okay, so we've talked about permission to grieve. And some of us really need that permission because life is so busy. Um, it is extremely difficult to even have the time. Grief, it takes time. It's weighty. It's like, I don't even want to go there today. I don't have the capacity for that. If I go there, I won't come back. I'll just be buried by it. It's very avoidable, but it's also a place we can get stuck. It's we feel like if I don't hold on to my anger over this trauma, over this assault, over this thing, then I am letting them off the hook. Or if I stop grieving, then I didn't love my person like I think I love them. And so there's another permission we need to give ourselves, and that is permission to celebrate. And the holidays are about celebrating. And so I want us to talk a little bit about that. Why do we celebrate? Why do we celebrate the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, an anniversary, a birthday? Why do we even do that? Like, what's the point of the holidays? And asking that question has been really helpful for me. Um, And for me, it starts with God is worthy, like we said at the beginning. He is worthy of me to say, thank you for all the things he's done. Even when I'm mad at him, even when I'm blaming him and seething and telling him, how can you let this happen to my boy standing on the bridge in Philadelphia? He was dying. And where I said, where are you, God, at the top of my lungs for all of Philadelphia to hear? So angry. In that moment, God still is worthy of my thanksgiving. And I had to learn that my first year, I did not understand that. I was too angry. And that may be where you are and it is okay. You can move through that and it still wells up in me. And I'm still humbled to come back and say, God is worthy. He is worthy of his son's birthday at Christmas. That is one of my whys, my main why of why I will walk into and say, I have permission to celebrate this season. There are other reasons why we celebrate. We celebrate to create family memories. We celebrate to show love to others by giving gifts or a card. We celebrate to pass on tra- like traditions for our from one generation to the next to our, our holidays growing up from my dad's other family. My, my mom's side too is a lot of storytelling from the grandparents or the cousins or the aunts and the great aunts and uncles, storytelling happens at holidays. It's to pass on tradition. I want, these are just some of the reasons. Um, It's to express our love, it's to glorify God. Establish for you, what is your why? Why do you celebrate? Why did you celebrate before the trauma, before the loss, before the pain? 
entered, these stories that have entered that you are now navigating. Try to establish that because it will help you grant that permission again of why did we celebrate in the years past? It will help you um, be able to walk towards celebrating again. The whole concept of giving yourself permission to grieve and to celebrate. And some of us can, you know, sit in one camp more easily than another is that joy and sorrow live together. There is birth and death. There is endings and beginnings all the time. We are always navigating both because we live in a fallen and broken world. And we don't just get time to grieve and just time to celebrate. It often happens almost simultaneously that it is, is so difficult, but they're, they do happen together. And it's okay that they happen together. I think that we can think that if we let ourselves belly laugh after profound loss or tragedy, um, that we are not loving that person like we used to. I think I said that. Um, You are allowed to have joy. You are allowed to engage in the festivities of the holidays. God is worthy of our celebration. You need it. Your family needs it. And you're building memories. If you think about whatever you do this year for the holidays, you are building a foundation to look on next year to say, there's a foundation, a stability we built last Thanksgiving, last Christmas, that we can stand on for future holidays. Your celebrating too does not have to look the same way. You don't have to do exactly what you've done for the last 20 years as your family. It can look different and it can look different year to year. For me, I have um, really... um, had to wait and see how my heart felt about certain things um, to know whether I was able to celebrate in the same way I did the year before. And so it is okay for your celebrating to look, it doesn't have to look exactly like it always has done, has been done in the past. Okay. So I want to talk about these combined because um, the whole idea of giving yourself permission to grieve and permission to celebrate. It starts with you and then you're going to grant it to others. So as you kind of work through, and some of us literally, like, if you're like me, I almost need to sit down and say, Amy, you have permission to grieve and experience your pain. You also have permission to have joy in your life and to celebrate and to um, visit that old you that's down in there. That belly laughed a lot. You have permission to be her and experience her again. It is not betrayal to do that. I almost need those permission slips. And then when we do some reconciliation with that for yourself, you then grant it to those around you. You grant it to a spouse, to your children, to your coworkers, to your extended family who have maybe the, the pain you're walking through is quite personal and it's not really theirs but they maybe know about it. And so they maybe have an opinion on it or maybe it's lost and you've all lost somebody that's significant, but you're the closest person to that loss. You are kind of, they're going to look to you on how that looks for the family. And that's a lot of pressure and it's unfair. Um, But it does, if it starts with you to give yourself permission, you then can grant it to others. Um, I'm going to give an example here. Um, let's say that you lost a child because that's kind of my lens, right? And we're at a family dinner, um, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, New Year's party, whatever that's coming for us. And off in the corner, there are cousins and nephews and a whole crew of got, you know, people kind of telling stories. And they're laughing and just going on. And you're over here like this close to weeping. You know, you're this close. That can, they're telling stories about the person that we, everyone in the room is missing at the table for that holiday. And it can be very easily misunderstood that they are being disrespectful, irreverent, 
not aware, you know. Um, but what is really happening is you're grieving in the way you're grieving and they're grieving in the way they're grieving. And then you're celebrating and they're celebrating. They are processing the absence of this person that everyone loved and is missing this holiday through like going back and touching stories that meant something to them while you're on the verge of tears. And that's where it is. You have to do what you need to do. If you need to step away from that moment or whatever, that's okay. But it is really important that as you grant yourself permission to grieve and celebrate, that you let the rest of the family do the same. That you're not holding them to a certain standard of how they process what they're going through. Because they're, and this, you know, I used to think, well, that's because, you know, they aren't as close to that person. So they're going to process it differently. And that's true. But a, a husband and wife can have the same loss, a child, and still have different ways of processing it. You know, one spouse may want to go to every Christmas party that they've ever gone to and host and be with as many people as they can because that feels secure and that feels um, normal and they want normal back. And the other spouse is like, I want to stay in bed. And neither is necessarily wrong. And it's going to take some really good communication to get on the same page of how they can navigate the season. And they may need to do some of both. You know, they may need to pull back some and then engage some. So I just wanted to mention that it's a very specific story, but I think you can translate it to, you probably have already had this situation where you're like, are they even grieving for this person? Do they even realize the trauma I've been through? You know, it's like you're questioning your community because the way they're talking about it or the way they're facing it looks so different than the way you are. And so when you start with granting that permission to yourself, it empowers you and equips you to then grant that for your community, being your family, your church members, your coworkers, like other people who are also kind of near the pain that you're walking through. It gives you, it's kind of like you're empowered to then pass that on to those around you. But it starts with you giving that permission to yourself. Hello friends, my name is Amy Sylvester and I am the Community Director here at Nothing is Wasted. It is our prayer that these stories of hope have been a gift in ministering to your heart this past year. I don't know what you're walking through, but I know whatever it is, hearing how God is showing up in the lives of other people gives us strength to continue to move forward and the healing in our own lives. We are grateful that we get to partner with God in this redemptive work He is doing through Nothing is Wasted, including sharing stories just like this one here on the podcast. And we want to invite you to do the same as this year comes to a close. If you've been blessed by the ministry of Nothing is Wasted, we'd love for you to consider partnering with us as we partner with God and making a donation before the end of this year. Nothing is Wasted is a nonprofit, and your gift and donation is tax deductible. Your donation will allow us to continue to create the many resources we offer, including the free resources like the podcast and specific curated pathways that guide you to hope and healing based on your pain story. We have other lifelines that we create for you like masterclasses, and we do this because people partner with us in their donations. To give, simply go to nothingiswasted.com slash donate, and you can partner with us in helping people take back their stories and move from pain to purpose. You help us help the mom who just lost a child, the marriage that needs healing, or the person who just got the diagnosis. Your gift helps us create the resource that they need to move from pain to purpose. Thank you for being part of the Nothing Is Wasted community. We could not do what we do here without your support of this ministry. Thank you, friends. I think the danger is thinking that um, that person's grieving the wrong way or they're going through their pain the wrong way. They need to do it like me. They, they can't possibly have loved this person the way I love them because they're out at some Christmas party. You know, it can become this like, why aren't they doing it the way I'm doing it? Um, and then the person who's out at the party is thinking like, well, they're, you know, they aren't, you know, engaging. They aren't, you know, they aren't um, 
being around all these people who love us during our pain. And it becomes this judgment thing rather than a point of connection. The other thing I'll say about granting others permission to grieve and celebrate is not everyone has the tools or the coaches or the mentors that you maybe have had, and they don't really even know what to do. And so they don't know how to grieve. They don't know how to process what they're going through because they don't have, they haven't met us and nothing is wasted. Not that we do it perfectly, not that I do it perfectly because I certainly do not, but they don't have the tools or the um, exposure. And so that's another grace to offer when you're interacting with more family over the next few months and they say the wrong thing, they say the most painful thing, they're trying and they're so clueless or they didn't mention anything. Like they know you went through this major transition this year, or maybe some, a few in the family do know the trauma you've experienced and no one is kind of holding that with you. And that can feel so isolating. And so um, I just, you know, want you to know that ask the Lord for so much grace that you can extend and you can also remove yourself when needed. Um, Okay. So let's move to the next thing. Um, This is hard because I know that as we approach the holidays, there's so many things that can trigger um, memories or um, kind of pull you back into a story that you maybe don't want to revisit or reveals the holes that we have, you know, from people we've lost. So we're going to talk about traditions and triggers. And the first thing we're going to talk about is anticipating. So anticipate is my first kind of um, bullet point. I want you to think through, and this may be something you want to jot down. um, What are some dates or traditions, events, even recipes, things that... um, you know, are kind of coming for you. They're almost like landmines that for me, even throughout the year, I know that I need to prepare myself for Hudson's birthday and the day he went to heaven. And there's a few other times of the year that I, you know, need to know that my emotions are going to be heightened. I'm going to be more sensitive. The story kind of replays again. And the holidays are, it's one of those times that this can happen. But being prepared can be so helpful. And so anticipating those landmines that will bring up a lot of emotion and knowing it ahead of time can be so helpful. It's not bad or wrong when you're in the middle of your grocery, sh- I mean, your Christmas shopping and your eyes feel up, fill up with tears. Um, and you're like, I, this would be the perfect gift for my person. And they're not here. You know, I, one thing that's really hard for me at the holidays is my Christmas list. I've already started it on my phone for my kiddos. And Hudson's not on there. Like that just kills me every year. And so I can anticipate that that's a feeling for me that like, I don't know if he'd want Paw Patrol or PJ Masks or what would he want under the tree? Um, I know what my other kids like, you know, that's a trigger for me. So I have kind of anticipated that. And we have, we, every year we do something in honor of him in his name we, for Hudson's heart. We call it Hudson's Christmas stocking. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying, what is the thing that you're anticipating that you know or is kind of coming for you? Is it mom always made the pumpkin pie? Who's making the pumpkin pie this year? Like, I can't do it. I'm, it's too hard for me. Or maybe I want to make the pumpkin pie. I'm going to invite my kids to do it with me because mom's not here to do it. And I want that connection. So um, being aware of those kind of landmines that can cause us and have a little bit of a plan to say, okay, breathe, pause, remove yourself for a moment if you need to. Um, or even like, let's say you're, I was thinking about this moment of like at a Christmas pageant and my boy's not on stage because he's in heaven, you know, just so painful. And just, I can't just get up and leave doing that breathing exercise and pushing into the floor, calming myself. Um, I can't just run out, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with you. It, these are, this is normal. Um, responses. One thing that I want to mention about this is like, you can think of a plan when you're in these moments and um, do you need to step outside? Do you need to stay less? Maybe you normally go for two or three hours. You're only going to stay for an hour this time. Do you need to breathe or pray? Do you need to say, no, I'm not doing that. Or yes, I am going to do that. Um, 
based on what you are anticipating that situation is going to be like over the holidays. One thing I'll mention um, about um, learning what you need, and this is kind of my next point. We're, we're going to wrap up really soon. I know we're getting close for time. Is that as you discover what you need, like maybe you need to, you know, go to the Christmas dinner, but you need to do it for less time. You kind of said, you know, I've got the capacity for this. It's saying it, you know, don't expect those around you who may also be navigating the pain you're navigating, but it's, you know, they're a different seat in the arena to the pain, or maybe it's yours and it's not their pain. It's verbalizing. This is what I need. At least I'm going to try this and it might fall apart, but this is what I need this year. And don't be scared to say it and tell your family and your friends or whoever you normally do the holiday season with. Say it out loud. Let everyone know. No one can read what you need. And in fact, if you think about it, it's hard for you to even know what you need. So as you do discover, this is what I need, verbalize it to your family. Say it. What do you need? Do you want to celebrate in a new location, not in the same home that you normally would celebrate? Do you want things to be actually quite traditional from years past so it feels steady? Um, do you want to do something in honor of that person? For me, I hang Hudson stocking every year. For some moms, that might be too hard. Learning what you need. We put, you know, I always take time to um, hang his Christmas ornaments and um, that's part of my um, honoring him during the holidays that helps me get through it with some joy, even though he's not here. Okay, so I want to talk about traditions. And there's this, when something like this happens in your life, you know, we it, the language we use a lot um, here at Nothing Is Wasted is tragedy, um, trauma, and transition. When those kind of slam into your life uninvited, um, it is... It's a time in your life that you're going to end up like letting go and holding on. And the holidays are, it's even more so, excuse me, even more so in the sense of traditions. And some of the traditions that you may not even realize they're a tradition. I'm not even talking about like a big ceremonial tradition. Like I remember when my grandfather passed away years ago, it's like, okay, who says the Thanksgiving prayer? You know, it's like all of a sudden, it was a tradition that was not ever really spoken. It just was kind of done. And now it's like, who else now does this? And so um, some of the traditions may sneak up on you. And so I wanted you to kind of take some time to think through some of the traditions of the person that's not there. And this is specifically around loss, right? But if, you know, you're the person that is no longer around your table hosted then who's hosting this year? If the person was the turkey carver or the um, the one that ran around and got all the gifts, <laughs> you know, like some of the practicals that are about to sneak up on all of us, who is going to kind of carry that mantle? And I was thinking about this because it can become this very, and it's going to be painful. And that's not wrong that it's painful. It's you love this person. And so it's going to be painful. Um but it doesn't have to, it can also be beautiful. And what I mean by that, it's instead of saying, oh gosh, who's doing the prayer? Who's making mom's pumpkin pie? Who, um, who's hosting this year? Because that, you know, we had a financial crisis and the home we're normally in is gone. Like, I, you know, the different pain points here. Um, it's thinking it through within some intentionality is what makes it beautiful. It's to say, okay, uh, you know, dad or granddad always, um, said the prayer and we're going to pass that mantle on to the oldest grandchild or the oldest child or, um, you know, so-and-so always got the Christmas tree or think through the things that are coming, these landmines that can be crippling and almost like you just don't even want to face it and think through who is that mantle getting passed to. And, you know, some of this is, um, it's very hard, but it also, like I said, can have some beauty to it of who put the star on the top of the tree and thinking through, and I'm saying traditions that, I, you know, I've seen done or in my family, yours may be totally different. But if you think through what's coming for you and who used to do those things that's not here, thinking through with some intentionality, who's going to kind of carry that on as a legacy from that person? 
it's honoring that person and it's also honoring that next generation of passing it along. One thing I want to mention about traditions as well, and then I'll we'll be wrapped up with some, this is a few very quick, um, like kind of practicals, is that grief is so heavy. Trauma is heavy. Major transitions are heavy. It, it's costing you something. It's costing your body something, your mind, they call it like grief brain, you know. And so it is okay for you to simplify this year. It is okay to say, I normally host, I normally cook, I normally wrap the gifts to say, you know, we're going to go see Christmas lights and have hot chocolate. You know, like it is okay to really scale back or to even just say, you know what, I'm going to come, but I'm not going to host. I'm going to, um, like I said before, come for one hour and see if I can do two and just really give yourself lots of permission and grace through this season. Give yourself lots of grace and give, um, those around you, lots of grace because you may have more capacity than someone else or less. And I would say anticipate a lowered capacity if it's been more recent, whatever you've been, all the pain that you're walking through, I would say give yourself extra grace and just a a simplified holiday season um, because the landmines are going off and it's just diminished. I mean, I feel like my energy level was cut in half for probably a year. Um, and I didn't know what to do with myself either. So, um, for quite a while, but, um, I just want to, you, you have permission to do that as well, to simplify, simplify, simplify. Um, all right. I want to just give you uh, just, uh, three very quick kind of tips. And one is, um, it's called pre-grieving. And I learned this when I was at Willow Creek. They have, if you're in the Chicagoland area, they have an incredible um, course there called uh, Rebuild. And I learned this there and it is very helpful. It's basically scheduling a time to let your emotions out, whether it be tears, um, whether it be Uh, I'll give you an example quickly. Um, One of my mentors and friends who kind of was grieving ahead of me, her journey was a few years down the road. Her, it was the anniversary of her daughter's death and her daughter, other daughter's graduation. So she's like, how do I navigate both of this? And so um, the week before the graduation, she went to her daughter's favorite restaurant, had her daughter's favorite meal, took a friend, they reminisced. I think she maybe even went to, um, her daughter's grave. And then that following weekend, she was able to go be with her other daughter who's graduate, who was graduating from college. Did she probably still cry at graduation? Did she still miss the daughter that had passed away at 19 years old? Of course she did, but she was not in that pressure cooker mode where everything was just like, Oh, you just like it's seething out of you because she had given herself to honor her daughter, honor her pain, honor all of that emotion while also trying to be fully there for her daughter that was graduating. And I feel like Christmas and holidays are like that. It's supposed to be like, you know, jingle bells and all this happiness. And yet you have all this pressure cooker inside. I still cry every Christmas morning. So if you were looking for the ticket off of that, I'm sorry, I don't have that. But I also have a lot of laughter too. They live together. And it's because I do the work beforehand while I'm hanging Hudson's ornaments or his stocking, I'm letting those tears flow in as well. Okay. So pre-grieving. And my next one is to memorize scripture, a passage or song lyrics. Um, Memorize something that can tell you who God is and who you are. If we're reminded who God is, it will tell us who we are. We need that grounding stability. And then the last two, they go together, is to have call a friend lifeline. Have somebody that you can call, be it, you know, whether it's at a holiday party or Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day to say, I may need to call you for prayer or to talk me off the ledge or to come get me. (laughs) Have somebody that knows your story, who's in that inner circle that's trustworthy, that can be that lifeline. It's so you may never call them, but knowing you have that is so helpful. It might even be someone coming with you. It might be a family member or a spouse or, you know, an adult child or something like that. And you're like, I may do, use my safe word. And that means we're out of here or take me outside for 20 minutes. So have a friend. And then the very last one is just have a plan. 
have a plan or especially gatherings um, where you feel like you may need a moment and it's okay. Um, I will just, people don't even know. I can't tell you how many bathroom friends' bathrooms I've cried in lots. I just slip away, put on more mascara and, you know, most of the time my friends are, I can just tell them I had a moment, but um, it is okay to do that and to even plan for it. Like, no, it's coming. But those are my tips to have, you know, pre-grieving, memorize some scripture or song lyrics or something that will remind you of who God is and who you are. Have a friend that you can call and have a plan if you need to get out of what you're going to, um, that you, or even if you're just being home all day, but you just need someone that will, you know, they're going to answer if you call them. So those are my, that's it. That's my last tips. And then um, I will share some more recommendations with you. Um, I just want to remind you guys um, one thing that, and then I'm going to be completely done because I know I'm a little over for time here, um, that God is with you. I know I have had all the emotions with God. I remember telling my husband, Corey, we were going into church and I was like, how do I worship this God? This one, this one right here, the one I've been walking with and doing ministry for, for so many years, how do I submit to him and surrender to him when he is sovereign? And this still happened. It took me a lot of time to navigate that, but this God, this same God, he is, he is with you through this painful, painful season. He's with you. He sees you. He's for you. He's not forgotten you. He's not abandoned you. He sees your tears, even collects them in a jar. He's with you and he is for you. And he's going to be with you this holiday season. Well, hey, friends, I hope you were as encouraged by Amy Sylvester's wisdom as I was. And we hope that you are feeling a little more, you know, propped up and ready as you face the pain of this holiday season. We know it's real. We know it's heavy. We want you to know that we're walking with you. We're praying for you. And you know what? The one who is walking with you is Emmanuel, God with us. And so you are not alone this holiday season, even if you feel lonely. You are not unseen this holiday season. Even if you feel like no one sees you, God is here, God sees you, and God wants to bring hope and healing to you because He came to bring hope and healing to a broken world. I want to really quickly invite you to engage with my new kids' book, Big Feelings Days, a book about hard things, heavy emotions, and Jesus's love. It's a perfect Christmas gift for your kiddos, your grandkids, those big feelings kids in your life. It's also you know, a book for adults too, who have big feelings, especially this time of year, you've experienced loss and heartache. And it's just a reminder that Jesus is with you. So I'd love to encourage you can buy that wherever it is you buy your books. And we also just want to say one more time, we, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. May you feel the presence of God so near you in the season. May you know that God is walking with you in your pain. May you know that whatever you are facing, we hear it, nothing is wasted, are walking beside you through your valley. You are not alone. Jesus loves you. We love you. And we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We'd love to invite you once again to go to our website, nothingiswasted.com slash start here. If you're new to Nothing Is Wasted, you want to find out more. That is a great place for you to start to join five steps to taking back your story Zoom call. You can sign up right there, nothingiswasted.com slash start here. We want to thank Sleeping At Last for providing all of the music for the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. We also would love to invite you to follow us at Nothing Is Wasted ministries and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts to help others find these inspiring stories. You can also follow me and Davey on Instagram. We are at Davey Blackburn, at Obsamp. And of course, the ministry is at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. And one more time, if you're watching on YouTube, that's been so fun for us. Be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. By doing so, you help others find these incredible stories of pain to purpose. Hey, we have another special release next week. Another gift for you for the holidays. Davey's going to pop on in here and um, talk about what it is to walk into a new year. Ugh. Facing 2024, walking into a new year after loss. That's going to be a special release with Davey Blackburn. So let's go ahead and take a listen to part of what Davey has to say. Mm-hmm. 
See, part of my lament journal journey was reading the journals of my late wife. Um, Amanda left behind tons of journals. She journaled all the time about how, and it was stuff, you know, she was, she would talk, talk things out with the Lord. She actually showed me how to like talk things out, ask God really difficult questions in her journals. Ironically, it helped me to begin asking really difficult questions. I was inspired by her faith in the midst of, you know, difficult challenges that she was facing and, and feelings that she was having. And man, I'll never forget, especially like right around Christmas, New Year's, just sitting down and reading some of her journals in front of, front of a fire and just weeping, just weeping. But it was so good for me. It was cathartic. It was lament. And, and her journals actually ushered me in, taught me how to lament and ushered me into um, being able to experience that kind of healing. God met me in that. I know he's going to meet you in that as well. As you let those emotions come, don't be afraid to let, maybe even if you got to get by yourself, which I would recommend. I mean, like, I don't like to cry around other people, but I do, but I, I do cry around other people. I don't like to, but you maybe, maybe you just need to get alone and just get alone with God 